Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. You want to avoid ripoffs? You need advice? You need guidance? We have that available for you every weekday. In fact, over 40 hours each week, you can get free off-the-air advice from a member of our team. If you go to Clark.com, scroll down a little, you'll see the hours available and phone number for free off-the-air advice. Coming up in a few minutes, I'm not doing a Clark Rage today. A lot of sore stuff going on in the country So I want to tell something that I find heartwarming for you in place of a Clark Rage. It shows how great we can be, and many of us are, as human beings. And later, I've said it was coming, the ability for you to dump having a traditional home internet connection, there is a potential replacement for that from a very unlikely source that I'll share with you later in this show. I want to talk right now about something that I talked about back in July, August, I guess. I was explaining why this was the best year in memory for you to buy cheap fares to Europe and to Asia. And I want to concentrate on Europe for now because A lot of Americans, if they go overseas outside of going maybe on a Caribbean cruise or whatever, it's going to be to Europe. And there are spots in Europe that are so popular with Americans going to Italy, going to Paris, going to London, and airfares to Europe in recent years have been in a cost per mile roughly five times what effectively they would be with serious competition and that's because when our nation's full fare airlines the remaining ones now american united and delta got into severe financial trouble last decade they all went bankrupt at one point the federal government allowed the three full fare airlines to enter into price fixing cartels with a variety of full fare airlines in europe and they created a hammerlock effect on seats scheduling fares and the airlines were allowed to coordinate and price fix and so that led to this massive run-up in fares from the u.s to europe but the airlines overdid it and they ran the fares up so high that a bunch of discounters decided hey time's perfect for us to start discount air service from North America to Europe because Canada was part of the equation as well. And a bunch of airlines that turned out to be poorly capitalized formed over the last three years and started flying a bunch of routes from the U.S. to Europe, driving fares down as low earlier this year as $55 one way from the U.S. to Europe. And some of the airlines involved in that have already closed their doors. Uh, Others are on the ropes. Wow Air, which opened up a bunch of service from the Midwest to Europe, from the West Coast to Europe, and all across the Eastern Seaboard to Europe, has now had its wings clipped, and they are in a 
a purchase thing where an old line airline called Iceland Air is buying them. And so they will apparently survive, but as a smaller, less influential entity. The biggest of these companies flying back and forth is an airline called Norwegian, and they've been cutting back routes all over the place, and they have had a tough time financially. So the full fare airlines, the airlines mentioned that I mentioned in the cartel, the three U.S., American, Delta, and United, have been responding to these discounters and not charging 69 one way or 55 one way or whatever, but they've been offering a ton of very, very cheap fares from the U.S. to Europe. There have been a number this week that have had fares all the way into May at around 400 round trip from various places around the U.S. to Europe and spread widely around Europe. These deals pop up almost every day. There are now a number of services that just send out alerts when these discounts happen. The biggest of them, scottscheapflights.com. There's nextvacay.com. And with these sites, you get alerted to these bargains. But the message for you and the full fare airlines are already signaling that they look at the pressure pulling away as the deep discounters have been folding or have had to cut back service or it's questionable how they're going to do going forward, the full fare airlines do feel that they're not under the same pressure point to keep fares low. And I want you to know that if you were thinking now or sometime in the future, or maybe you weren't even thinking about now, buying tickets to Europe while the fares are much lower than they've been in recent years is a great plan and I would encourage you if you have a desire to go to Europe that you want to pay attention to fares through the rest of the fall and take advantage of the bargains as they appear because the window on the great bargains isn't closing but the extreme pressure on the cartels is easing and ultimately that will lead to higher prices. The best answer of all is the ability to cartel and price fix was done in a state of emergency when U.S. airlines were failing. They are all really healthy now, making big profits, and their ability to price fix with other airlines should be ended. Susan is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Susan. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, Susan. You got a question for me about a place you're trying to decide whether you should dump or keep. That is correct. Uh, I am in a, a major, uh, it, it is in a major um, metropolitan suburb and is completely paid for. I've had a fabulous tenant in it for the last seven or eight years. She and her husband are building a house and going to be moving out uh, sometime in the spring. My question is whether or not uh, I should hang on to the property, uh, continue to rent it out and uh, make uh, good money with it, or uh, I'm not an enthusiastic landlord, Um, should I sell it? And the current value is somewhere around $200,000 and do something with that money, either an online bank or probably investment account 
uh, or um, reinvest it in another uh, piece of property that's in a location that we think we'd be, uh, that we would enjoy in retirement. So completely different purposes and goals. So you have this rental property, it's at a price point that makes it a very attractive rental property going forward. You have no mortgage. Um, do you have uh, homeowners association fees you pay every month? They, uh, it's an annual fee of uh, about, I think, $325 or maybe 350 even. It's very, very low. It's Fantastic. Uh, so that's, a... that's not even a factor. And what Correct. are the property taxes a year? In our county, about fourteen hundred, uh, about fourteen hundred. So you have a compelling rental property there. I mean, that is, that's okay. about as good a scenario as you could paint for a rental property. Market value two hundred, owned free and clear, have very little carry costs moving forward, and the the big problem is you don't like being a landlord. Not in love with it. That's correct. So, and so if, if you ask me from an economic standpoint, keeping that as a rental property is a much better idea than you taking the stash of cash and putting it into an online savings account or something like that. It's just not equivalent. And then the other alternative, buying a place that for you and your husband to enjoy that's completely different. That's saying, hey, you know, we've had good success with this property. We're now ready to reward ourselves. We'd like to take the proceeds of this and buy a fun place for us. So the answer to that part is, do you have enough sources of income? Do you have enough money saved? Are you financially secure that if you were to take this money, turn it from being in an income-producing property to a fun place for you to own, are you still okay financially? We would be, yes. Okay, so I would say option one or three are the ones that make sense. So from a strictly financial standpoint, option one, keeping as a rental property, is the best, but if you hate being a landlord, you can forget that, and go ahead and buy your vacation property with the proceeds. But I would encourage you... Vacation properties are one of the first things to deteriorate in value when a recession comes, and we are overdue for a recession. I can't predict if it's next year, two, three years from now. If it's a place that you would want to have for years and years and years, there's a benefit to you selling the property you've got, holding on to the cash, even in one of those online accounts, and wait for the economy to slow and that's when you buy the fun house. And would the, would the answer be any different if I, A, hired a property manager in the event of keeping the property, or, and B, told you that I was, uh, that we weren't going to be making a, a move for approximately five years? If you're not going to make a move for five years, then the interim step could be, that you hire a property manager to handle the property going forward. It will reduce your take from it. Or if the marketplace supports you selling it now, you sell it, you let the idle cash sit. When the recession comes, that's when you buy the home you want to have to go have fun at that you're not really going to need for five years. So there's no rush to buy that home now. 
gosh, a lot of options you have. You have all those options because you own the place free and clear. Mike's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Mike. Hello. Mike, you're thinking of doing a side business as a rep for which multi-level? Amway. Okay. My question is, is it a pyramid scheme and would it be a good idea to start a business with them? So it's funny, Amway is not an illegal pyramid. There have been people who've accused it of that over the years, and generally the people who've accused Amway of being an illegal pyramid are people who have not made any money in it. And the reality is, in Amway, most people who get involved lose money. There are a small number who do well in it, and let me tell you the profile of who does well with it. Okay. You have to be willing to spend a lot of time on it. You have to be the kind of person who can go up to any stranger and strike up a conversation. And you have to have that entrepreneurial kind of mindset where you're thinking of selling every chance you get. Okay. How many of those three tests do you meet? Well, my wife is included in this business with me, and she meets all three of them. So if she is uh, the kind of person who's never met a stranger, will devote a lot of time to it, and will be very aggressive in doing it, she may do very well, just as she might do well in any sales activity. But in a multi-level like Amway, all the success flows to that very tiny percent of people who can fit that profile. There's nothing that I can see inherent about Amway that would support people saying it's just a pyramid, it's a scam, it's a ripoff, all that. But it is true that most everybody who gets involved in a big multi-level like Amway walks away with less money than they started with. A lot of times we doubt the goodness of each other in the United States today, the political rhetoric getting so overheated. But at base, at core, I am continually impressed by my fellow Americans and all the things that we do spontaneously showing the decency in us and the goodness that resides within us. And I'm so touched by a story that was put out by CBS Los Angeles and it's been making the rounds the last 36 hours, so you may have heard about this, but there's a donut shop called Donut City in uh, Southern California, and husband and wife team have owned it for three decades. The customers just adore the couple, and Stella, who is the wife of the couple, has been really, really sick. And people are very up worried about her. She suffered an aneurysm. She's alive. She's in rehab. Things have been terrible for her. Customers tried to set up a GoFundMe to help with her medical, and the couple turned that down. But what people are doing, and it's been very well organized on social media, is they go in first thing each morning, and they buy out every box of donuts in the place so that the husband can go be at the bedside of his wife. Now, how amazing is that? 
A lot of these people are going to need to go into weight loss programs and go to gyms if they're trying to eat all these donuts themselves. But the heart that that shows, that this has been sustained that day after day, that people go into Donut City and buy all these donuts. It's on, if you live in Southern California, it's on PCH in Orange County. And you can help with the parade of buying up all the donuts. And I, I am touched by this because what we hear in the news every day, we, what makes news are things that are bad things, right? Bad news travels fast. But the goodness in us is something that goes on every day but is not normally newsworthy. So that's why I want you to know the goodness that is in us as Americans. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. We get a lot of traffic at Clark.com from people who are confused about the best cell phone provider to be with, the best plan, how to deal with the confusing choices for family, the choices if you have military background, if you're 55 and over, all these factors come into the mix, whether it's just you or it's a couple or there's four people in your household or six or eight, the choices can get overwhelming and people tend to kind of shut down on that. So this is something we know there's such interest in in our listeners and our web visitors at Clark.com that Michael of Team Clark on Clark.com is all over this all the time. And Michael, right now, right in front of you, you have two cell phones. <laughs> As you're testing all the time different networks, you're always trying different options. And this industry is one that, would you say 90% of people are paying too much by the choice they're on? Or would you say 100% are paying too much because the choice they're on? Well, I'd say the percentage is whatever the percentage of people who are on the big four carriers is that's who's overpaying, in my opinion. So that would be 90%. 90%. Yeah, sounds about right. So you have uh, come through all your research. You've come up with a methodical way for people to get to what's best for them. And it starts with maps of the United States. Why does it start with maps of the U.S.? Right. So we have four major wireless networks in the United States, and I just mentioned them. It's Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and Sprint. For a lot of people who are thinking, maybe I can save some money by switching to another carrier, the way to start is with the map of the United States and the coverage, because the four networks have different pockets in the nation where their coverage just isn't as strong as the other. So you can look at the map and see, oh, well, like I travel a lot to that area and there's it's like a, it's a dead zone. Maybe I should move on to another carrier. So that's kind of the base point is which map aligns best with you. And for a lot of people, all four maps will look good. So they have, they may have four networks to choose from. And then the second step is to look at some of the smaller carriers that are not Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile, or AT&T, but use those same networks and go to their websites, put in your zip code, make sure that the coverage works in that area, and then you may open your options even beyond the big four. So particularly the greatest differences doing this, 
tends to be often for an individual or a couple where the big four are all about only offering meaningful discount savings if there's four or more people on a plan you get left out if you're just one or two people and your strategy opens up a bunch of cell phone companies little known that can save big money absolutely uh let me give you an example one of our volunteers in the consumer action center was telling me the other day that he recently switched from verizon to total wireless which is uh, a track phone owned smaller carrier that uses verizon's network his bill was for uh, him and his wife was 130 dollars a month and now they're down to just 60 dollars a month with total wireless so it literally cut Eight, your bill that's in half. eight hundred forty dollars a year plus on that's verizon math. <laughs> on verizon you're paying junk fees on total wireless the bill's the bill right so it's actually even a bigger savings than absolutely that. and so there are examples of that with every carrier where you can go to a discounter right so find which map works for you out of the big four and then we've listed several options of the smaller carriers and we have quite a few members of our staff who have pitched in with their own reviews of some of these smaller carriers. So you'll see those in our story on Clark.com as well. If you want to read more about, uh, you know, whether their experience, whether they had dropped calls, how fast the data was uh, with these smaller carriers, because that's the one thing with some of these uh, smaller wireless providers is that they may slow down your data compared to the big four. That's not been my experience with my most recent test with total wireless, but some of them, there will be a little bit of a difference when the networks get congested. So Total Wireless, again, a Verizon reseller you've been really happy with. One that has been invisible is Visible Mobile. Sure. Nobody yeah. knows it exists. So if you are in the Verizon world, and to this point you still have to have iPhone only, Visible Mobile with unlimited everything is 40 a month a line, and it can just be one person. Right. And nobody knows uh, they should just change their name to Invisible Mobile because Verizon, so um, they are so of a mixed mind about how they feel about offering a discount product. So you got to be told about it. But if you are a Verizon person, you should look at Visible. Now, have you tested Unreal Mobile or am I the only one that's tested that one? You're the only one. So Unreal is another discounter that operates on AT&T's network or Sprint, and it starts at $10 a month for unlimited talk and text and one gig of data. One gig is enough for a uh, low-volume user. It's $15 a month to step up the data for what would be a moderate user, and that's an inexpensive phone bill. And so we have a lot of choices like that, but there's new developments involving the most unloved of the big four today and that's Sprint and there are two things to talk about about Sprint. I'll talk about one, let you talk about the other. The first is that Sprint has launched a new network that covers all the um, mid-size and large urban areas of the United States that steps up the data speed way faster than in what it was and it creates a potential opportunity for someone who lives alone or a couple to consider dumping having a home internet connection. And in conjunction with this, they launched a new plan that includes a massive hotspot, 
where you can run your laptops, TVs, whatever, off your Sprint phone. And what's the story on that? Right. So Sprint is like the other big four, and they have multiple unlimited plans. And they've made changes to the one in the middle and the uh, the best one. And with the best one, you now have 100 gigabytes of mobile hotspot a month. And with the other plan, it's now up to 50. And it'd be tough for an individual to use more than 100 in a month. You'd really have to never sleep and always be consuming data, watching video and maybe playing games or whatever with it. But not only do you get that, you get, um, let's see, what are the other things? You get Amazon Prime. You get uh, Hulu, the limited commercials plan, and Tidal. So they there there are some streaming components to this. It does if if anyone would go over the limit, it might be a user of this plan if you're always streaming or if you're. Uh, but that's still that's a lot for ninety dollars a month for a single line, and you can bring that down to eighty if you bring your own phone or buy a phone outright. And you also get Uber thrown in or something. Yeah, there's uh, right now they've got twenty dollars in monthly Uber credits for that unlimited premium plan with Sprint. So the idea of this is that with that much data available, if you uh, live by yourself or even a couple where you'd each get the 100 gigs of data, you are at a point where you don't need to have a home internet connection anymore. And pay TV, you can have that right through your phone service with Sprint. This is just a sneak a peek on what's going to emerge all over the country with all the carriers over the next year and a half. Right. And for those who are on the complete other side of this and don't want any mobile hotspot, Sprint still has a free year of unlimited uh, deal. If you change from AT&T or Verizon to them, that's still available. And we have those details on Clark.com as well. Thank you very much, Michael. And what we know today will have changed completely by next week. That's how the cell phone space works, right? That's right. We'll keep updating you on the website. Thanks. Sure. Will is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Will, you want to talk about internet connection? Yes, Mr. Clark. It's an honor to talk to you. Well, great to have you here. What's going on, Will? Uh, yeah, uh, my family and I just moved uh, from the city to uh, rural Texas, and we're not too far from the city, but... In our area, we aren't able to get any conventional uh, wired services and the options. Uh, I've tried peer-to-peer internet, and that's been extremely spotty. And then uh, um, I've heard satellite is just terrible uh, with their data caps and stuff. And yeah, the, the hues that's so heavily advertised on TV, uh, you've probably seen the ads um, yes. It has the lowest customer satisfaction score of any internet service rated by Consumer Reports. <laughs> that so, sounds about right. So it's a very difficult problem across rural America. The good news is that throughout 2019, the picture is going to get a lot better because of a new wireless technology that all the cell phone carriers are going to offer that will give rural areas coverage for the first time at a slower speed than what urban areas get, but it will still be much faster and better than anything that people in so much of uh, rural areas in the United States have today. So I have 
no good answers for you okay. right now for internet connection other than how much uh do you know how much data your family We're, typically uses in a month when when we had good internet connection we used quite a bit it was probably pushing 100 gigabytes uh lots of streaming lots of uh youtube stuff like that All right so um, so the, we do and we do have we do have good uh wireless service where we're at like um through, it, through most of the major providers so but that's so that's places, the that's the interim answer right now so mm-hmm. with the various cell phone carriers you get unlimited data you now can buy very inexpensively either a, a wireless adapter or have a cable for each of your family members that hooks your cell phones into your TV and you use the cell phone as a remote and you project the TV from the cell phone and then you have no data cap because video comes through the cell phone carriers with no data cap. Now, are there any service providers that are uh, doing um, unlimited without the data cap at 22 gigabytes or whatever it seems like all of the service providers have you know unlimited quote unquote but it's really not so you just heard us allude to the thing with sprint if they cover Mm -hmm. where the rural area you're in that they have that plan now with 100 gigs a month that you can have per user that's a lot and there's no throttling till you break that 100 gigs and that's for that's for hotspot the actual phone itself, you would still have um, what they call network prioritization at, I think mm-hmm. it's 50 gigs in a month. But you'd have to check that number. Awesome. That's great. I'll have to look into that. So, again, the cables are widely available if you look on eBay or Amazon, Amazon or if you live in a market that, near a market that has Fry's Electronics, you can get these cables... Mm-hmm that hook your phone up to the TV and will get you the picture on your phone projected to your TV. One thing, though, that will shock you, the picture on the TV will be standard def. It will not even be high def when you send it from your phone to the TV, usually. Yeah. So it's kind of a step backwards in time. But again, 2019 is when we're going to start to see these new, what are coined as 5G networks, become more available in rural areas and this long-standing problem will be solved it's time for ask clark that's where you post a question for me at clark.com then producer joel asks it for you clark jim wrote in he said i recently filled out an application for life insurance the second to last question was my date of birth 1956 I'm not dead yet but i was quickly informed <laughs> they don't cover that age really Yes, so a lot of life insurers don't want people uh, past a certain age, and each insurer sets its own criteria, uh, and it is one of the things about getting older is that they don't want to deal with the actuarial risk of issuing a policy to you, and then you're, you're in a tighter band of life expectancy. But again, that's not all insurers. And what I recommend is use one of the quotation services we have on our life insurance quotation page at Clark.com, and you will be able to see companies that will, in fact, quote you based on 
your age being um, 61, 62, 62. All right, Clark. And Amber wants to know, why do you say that Amica Insurance is number one? I would love to know what you like about them. So Amica is a co-op for insurance. Amica is kind of like a credit union for insurance. It's like Vanguard for investing. It's owned by its members. You are in a situation where you all benefit together if they overestimate the premiums they need to collect. Instead of those premiums overpayments going to stockholders, they are rebated back to the policyholders. They are only there for you. Uh, The thing that sets Amica apart and one other company, USAA, that also operates as a version of a co-op is that they are not in an adversarial relationship with you. A lot of insurers trying to hit a projected return on investment can be very hostile when the chips are down and you have a claim. So Amica, for as many years as I can remember, going back decades now, ranks at or near the top of auto and homeowners insurers in the United States. All right. And Greg wrote in, he said, you've recommended pedalcard.com. They asked for my bank login and password information. It seems invasive. What are your thoughts on giving that up? Yeah, it is freaky invasive what you have to do. So you have to link your accounts so they can, they use a proprietary method to analyze your activity with your accounts, your behavior with your accounts. And so you have to give up terribly invasive information And they, with you not having any credit history potentially at all, they may still issue you a traditional credit card. And so that's why the process is kind of dawning with Petal Card, P-E-T-A-L card.com. But it is a potentially great way for someone who has no prior credit history to establish credit. It's, you know, any time you're trying to get credit and you've never had it, the process always has a little messiness to it, and that's the messiness that comes with the pedal card. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.